This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, what up? Happy Tuesday. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice. Where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center. Coming up today in the major mortgage man cave, we're chatting with Fallon Frizzy, former Montana State women's basketball player, Big Sky MVP, getting ready for her second season overseas playing professional basketball. We're going to talk to her about what it was like to play during a COVID year. In a couple of the places uh, that she was in, in, in Sweden and Germany. Uh, also, she lives in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Why is it called Devil's Lake? We'll find out. Uh, on this day in history coming up, the walk-off and uh, a ton more. Don't forget tomorrow we're talking with Lindsey Cruz and Governor Greg Genforte. Um, so there you go. Let's see, what else are we chatting about? You can watch us live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen on Podbean Network on SportsTreasureStateRadio.com and many more other places. As always, you can tweet at Sports. Call us 406-209-1267. You can also email Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. So, all right, I got this uh, uh, today, and it's actually kind of cool. So um, we're going to ch- chat about it. So... You know how I, I support women's athletics and, and and other sports as well. And I've always considered cheerleading a sport more than an athletic competition. It's a sport. I mean, technically, according to Ernest Hemingway, the only sports are motor sports um, or motor racing, both fighting and mountain climbing. But... Um, Cheerleading is one of those that is, it's not a game. It's, um, it's not easy. <laughs> and, um, plus there's a couple of great movies about it. So I got this today. And our good friend of the show, Sue Bannon, sent it in. Today, the sport of cheer has received full recognition as an Olympic sport by the International Olympic Committee, meaning it is possible to see cheer in the Olympics, possibly in 2028 in Los Angeles. Definitely a historical day in the sport. That is from uh, Dan Kessler. Uh, And then Eric Little, who also on Facebook, said, uh, looks like we'll be seeing cheer in the Olympics, which is really cool. Now, that's two dudes talking about cheerleading, which is awesome. Now three. So the International Olympic Committee voted today at the 138th session before the Tokyo Olympics get going that cheerleading is an official 
full recognition sport by the International Olympic Committee. That's awesome. So congratulations to to cheerleaders. You you have a chance to maybe go to the Olympics now, which is really cool. Um, that would be awesome if it happened. I mean, the Olympics just added back in baseball and softball this year after not having them since 2008 because the U.S. dominated in softball, so we had to get rid of baseball and softball. Um, which was dumb. Now, also, um, trampoline is a sport. Trampoline gymnastics is a sport. It, in, it's in the Olympics this year. So if you can trampoline gymnastics, I think we can have cheerleading in the Olympics. And I think it's really cool. And I, I'm glad Sue sent me that today. She's obviously the cheer coach over at Capitol, so cheering a big part of her life, but... Um, super great job by the IOC. I mean, they've admitted some sport, like I said, trampoline. But cheerleading is a sport. So uh, congratulations. That's super cool. Super, super cool. Um, now you have something to look forward to after college or even after high school. I wonder how it's going to work, though. It's going to be really cool. There's going to be a lot more details, I'm sure, that are going to have to come out. But awesome job by the IOC. So there you go. Uh, Jason Walker Show brought to you in part by Speaker Sprinklers. Speaker Sprinklers love green grass. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Fallon Frizzy. It is time now, though, for your Montana Rodeo Roundup. It is brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. And if you're looking to book your senior portraits, family pictures, um, the such, engagement photos even, get a hold of Mark LaRoe at marklaroephotography.com. All right, in Scoby over the week- weekend, Northern Rodeo, Andy Gingrich took uh, bareback. Saddlebronk went to Kane Stroh. He was the only one to go on uh, cover two head. Bucky McAlpine from Anaconda won the bull riding. Arlen Minoway won uh, steer wrestling. J.C. Crowley the tie down. Team roping went to the airs, Ben and Bill. Uh, Barrels, Bella Fossum, uh, who also won Breakaway. And then Bailey Billingsley won the Junior Barrels. So, and Brooke Billingsley won the Breakaway Junior. So, so that was SCOBY at the uh, Northern Rodeo uh, Association. Red Eye Days at Deer Lodge. Bryce Patterson and George Gillespie split the bareback in the long go. And then the short go went to uh, Gillespie by... Two points over Patterson, 78 to 76. So then Gillespie won the bareback average. Uh, Saddle Bronc, Tyler Friend won the short go. Cree Minkoff took the average along with Friend. Each had a 158. In bull riding, no qualified rides for the short go. So they went back to the long go. And Kaylin, uh, Caden Fitzpatrick gets the win. In steer wrestling, Colby Bignell. Wins the average. Logan Beatty of Helena was a uh, winner of the short go. He went six and four. And uh, tie down, Caden Camp wins the, the uh, short go and the average. Team roping, Ian Ostagai and Sam Levine take both. Uh, barrel racing, Alicia Bird won the long, won the short, and won the average. So there's a good paycheck there. In breakaway, uh, let's see, McKenna Schroeder takes the short go and in the average. 
as well. So that was at Red Eye Days in Deer Lodge. Haver, NRA, over the weekend. Dalton May taking the bareback. We had a bareback score at SCOBY was a 55 for the win. We had a 44 for the win in Haver. Kane Stroh takes the saddle bronc, second win of the weekend. Nobody rode a bull in Haver. Riley Joyce won the steer wrestling. Trace Fuller, the tie-down. Shane Schwenke and Jimmy Cole took the team roping. Barrels went to Brittany Cox, and Molly Salmond won the uh, breakaway. Um, nice job there. And then finally, there was, yes, four NRA results from the weekend. Three forks. Brandley Peabody takes the win in bareback. A 78, that's better. Andrew Evgene, a 2.78 in Saddlebronk to win it. Riley Barg, 79 bull riding. Jaden Whitman took the steer wrestling. Dylan Honkamp, the calves are tie down. Team roping, uh, Clint Brower and Miles Kobold. And then uh, Bella Fossum won in barrels. And then Kenna McNeil took the breakaway. So Bella Fossum had a great weekend in Northern Rodeo, which runs this weekend at Eureka on the 23rd and the 24th. PRCA action. Uh, let's see here. At uh, the uh, CMR Stampede, Calder Peterson won bareback. Saddle Bronk went to Houston Brown. Bull riding, Kobe Whitford. Uh, steer wrestling, Ty Erickson. Got some. Uh, he's got to win some money for that baby now. Team roping, Caden Camp and Delon Parker. Uh, tie down, Colton Rock. And in barrels, Taylor Russell. That was at uh, the CMR Stampede in Stanford. Uh, the Calgary Stampede ended up over the weekend. Tim O'Connell took the uh, bareback. Uh, Richmond Champion was second. Saddlebronk went to Sage Newman. Good win for the kid. Uh, let's see. Bull riding, Dakota Butter, steer wrestling, Tanner Milan, uh, tie-down, Hunter Heron. And is that right? Yeah, I think we got them all there. Um, so there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. That was just round two. Hold on. Uh, Marcos Costa won the average. So there you go. Okay. Anyway, Calgary wrapped up. We're going to talk to Lindsay Cruz tomorrow about her experience up at Calgary and uh, get you set for uh, the PRCA, which is coming up this weekend in Montana at uh, three different places, right? we got Forsyth, Plentywood, and Shelby this weekend for uh, PRCA action on the Montana circuit. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and when we do, we're going to talk some hoops with Fallon Frigge out of uh, North Dakota. Played at Montana State her senior season was a Big Sky MVP as well as Montana State won 19 of 20 conference games that year. And, of course, uh, COVID screwed over everything else. But Fallon's uh, played a year overseas. I want to get her thoughts on what it was like to play in Sweden and Germany. Two different ways they handled the COVID. Uh, warm beer, how good is that? And then um, where's she going to play this year? We'll talk to Fallon Frigi, when we return here on Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. We're coming right back. 
New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right grab-and-go salad bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rucker's Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rucker's, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. This is the Jason Walker Show. Uh, welcome back inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Still to come on this day in history. Tomorrow we're talking with Governor Greg Gianforte and Lindsey Cruz. 
We're also on Thursday going to talk to a couple of guys from NoRivalry.com, and it's they've got a statistical, computerized way of finding out what are the best rivalries in college football. And uh, we're going to talk Cat Grizz, Big Sky uh, rivalries as well. So looking forward to those guys on Thursday here on the Jason Walker Show. Now, don't forget next. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be live at the Lewis and Clark County Fairgrounds, getting you set for the last chance stampede, plus the night show on Wednesday. Jake Owen and what's her name, Lainey Wilson, some big hit, things a guy ought to know or something like that, I don't know. Um, so that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the stampede. Tuesday next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at the stampede. Next week on Tuesday, we'll be also in Great Falls, getting you set for Frontier Conference Media Day. As uh, that'll be coming up on Tuesday, we'll be broadcasting live up there and maybe talking to a coach or two. Um, so who knows? So there you go. Kind of our schedule over the next uh, couple of uh, couple of weeks. So uh, next week at least. Anyway, there we go. I know what I'm trying to talk about, man. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, she was a Big Sky Conference MVP, uh, MVP. She's from North Dakota, started her career at North Dakota with the Fighting Hawks, ended up in Montana State her senior season, and uh, helped lead the Bobcats to a 19-1 Big Sky Conference record, the best record ever in the Big Sky Conference women's basketball. They won the league and then had, of course, the COVID last year. But she got a chance to play overseas, and uh, we wanted to talk to her about what that was like and uh, is she going to play more. And joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, that's what she said, brought to you by Dinners Done Right, with guest Fallon Frigi. Well, I, uh, I appreciate you joining me again. Um, how's your summer been? It's been good. Pretty busy, just hanging out with friends and family and catching up, having some fun on the lake, of course, um, working, making some money, so flying by though that's for sure it's already end of july it's crazy i know it's uh it, it is super crazy um i gotta so devil's lake north dakota i've got to ask why devil's lake why why what are we naming it for you know i don't really exactly know the answer to that but there is a reservation just right out of town and i i'm correct i think there's history with that and the belief of and the lake and things like that way, 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 way back in the day. But also that might be a total lie. You know, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know, but I do believe that's how the name came about. Okay, because that's, I mean, to me, if it's Devil's Lake, I'm not getting on it. <laughs> right? It's an awesome lake. I know, the name doesn't do it justice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fallon Frigi, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. Did I get it right that time? Frigi? You did. You did. Nice. Um, I remember the last time we talked because that's how your mom says to pronounce it. So, yeah, I got yeah. you. Got to listen to mom, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you've been working this summer. Did you get a chance to work some camps because um, COVID last year kind of ruined everything? But uh, camps galore this summer. Yeah, I did actually. I helped out. Um, my little sister will be a senior this coming year in high school, so I helped out at their little summer camp they do for the younger girls um, I kind of got to run it so that was really cool just a four-day camp that was in June and then um, I've been working with their high school team um, just doing practices or I would say more so skill development I did that all spring 
with those with the varsity girls. Um, six of six, seven of them, because the rest were in track and whatnot. Um, but then this summer, I've had my sister's whole varsity team, which was pretty fun. Just to, you know, I don't want to coach five on five. I think it's a lost art to actually work on developing skills and habits. So, you know, I just love being able to give back and help them learn things that I didn't learn until college. And they have a pretty good team. They were. They won state two years ago, and they were a favorite last year and came up short. <laughs> um, but they'll they'll hopefully you know be a top contender for that again this year. So I've been doing a lot with them, um, helping them in league on Monday nights, coaching them, making sure they're doing the stuff that I teach them. <laughs> uh, but it's been fun, you know. Their coach has been awesome, just kind of giving me the reins of their summer stuff. So. Um, yeah, a lot of that, and, you know, I plan to do more one-on-one stuff with some younger girls in the town here. Um, in August, I'm going to be done bartending, so I'll have some more time. I plan to do probably three or four days a week of that until I leave for Europe. Which we'll talk about here in a second, because I want to get your thoughts on what it was like to play during the COVID year last year overseas, where it was completely different mm-hmm. than the U.S., but uh, is your sister, I mean, okay, you were a Big Sky MVP. Is she going to be an MVP? <laughs> um, well, she likes volleyball more. Oh, okay. So she, wants to, she wants to play college volleyball. It's her dream right now, um, which is fine. You know, our whole family, my older sister and my parents all played college basketball. So it's up to her completely. We don't pressure her, but my thing is she just needs to work hard. That's all that I ask. <laughs> hey, that's all you can ask as an older sister, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing She's wrong with that. She's a player, though, so, I mean, if she did, has I she, think she would. Has she signed anywhere? She has not. No, Ooh. she's at camp, actually, last week, and this week she's been at some camps, so. Right. I just, I, I, I'm, we're looking forward to the name, following uh, mm-hmm. Little Frizzy around. <laughs> <laughs> Fallon Frizzy, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. All right, so you did play overseas last year, and it I, was... It was, um, I mean, I'm sure an awesome experience, but what was it like playing in, in Europe and, and all of that because of the COVID? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, obviously, I was just so blessed to have an opportunity to keep playing. Um, right away in the fall, there was a lot of girls that weren't picked up yet. Um, obviously, uncertainty times all that last summer. And, you know, the only for sure contract offer I had that I ended up taking, um, knowing maybe it wasn't going to be exactly what I was looking for, but I ended up going to Sweden um, in the start of September. Uh, Like I said, I was just so, so grateful to be able to play, not to have to be at home, you know, working out alone still, just waiting and waiting until something came about. Um, So I went to Sweden, and Sweden was interesting because they didn't lock down. They were one of the only countries that didn't. Um, their belief was if you're sick, you stay home and come back to work when you're healthy. So it was really strange, obviously, going from North Dakota summer where we weren't masked and locked down. That didn't, go, that didn't come to North Dakota until I left, thankfully. So I didn't really have to, you know, do much of that when I was here. Um, but in Sweden, then I went there and they had no rules either. So I never really experienced like a COVID lifestyle, which is crazy to say. Uh, because in Sweden, there was no mask mandates, no curfews, no anything, really. They were just living a normal normal lifestyle. Um, we never were tested. 
you know, we were playing games in the league with teams who tested positive a couple weeks prior. Like it was, it was really crazy. Um, right before Christmas, it got kind of interesting, I guess. We, there was a team that was positive for COVID and they wanted us to play. Um, you know, and I was coming home for Christmas, getting on flights, being around family once I got back here. My older sister got married in Nashville on New Year's. So for me, I just, I couldn't play a team that had COVID knowing I was going to be coming home in a couple of days, possibly giving it to all these people. So me and a few other people just, you know, talked with their management that we didn't feel safe or comfortable playing the game. And they obviously didn't like that. So they said we were breaking our contract and kicked us off the team, um, which was okay, I guess, so to say. It was hard to not know if I was going to be playing again just because of uncertainties and teams. I mean, money-wise, teams were hit hard with COVID and even being open to having, you know, people travel to Europe was very, very difficult. So it was just really unknown at the time. But for me, I just morally, I couldn't get on a plane and be around all these people knowing I just played girls who had COVID. So um, praise God, though, it worked out for me. I went, was home. I was enjoying it. You know, my agent, Matt, is wonderful. Shout out to him. But he was just saying, you know, stay in shape at least until middle of January. So, I mean, it wasn't too hard. I was just in basketball shape. But, you know, to run enough every day <laughs> started getting difficult. But, uh, yeah, Christmas was great. I went to Nashville. And on my way home from my sister's wedding week, with, uh, my agent called and said there was a team in Germany that wanted me. And I talked with that coach, and I left that next Monday. So, it was a quick turnaround, but an absolute blessing. Um, the Germany league was way more competitive, a uh, higher status of strength of players, I would say. Um, the league is tougher and whatnot. The team, you know, the team I was going to in Germany, they had three injuries all kind of in a row and took a hard hit for a couple of weeks, not having post players really forwards at all. So, um, I was excited, of course, and I got to Germany then, and it was 360, complete lockdown, mask everywhere. We were being tested three to four times a week um, through the nose, pretty pretty deep. You know, they weren't doing just a little tickle there yet. <laughs> um, it was crazy. We had curfew at 8, and we practiced sometimes till 9, so we had to have paperwork in our car in case the cops pulled us over, which... They would, you know, pull you over if you were out past the curfew. You could only travel so many, uh, like a radius around from your home address. So I was in Heidelberg, Germany, which is an hour south of Frankfurt. Um, so you really couldn't go, you know, we were like three and a half hours by car from Paris, but couldn't go. Nothing was open. Um, you couldn't get through borders at that time. So. That was really, really tough. Uh, Sweden was tough because of the basketball, I would say, where Germany was tough because of everything besides basketball. <laughs> you know, nothing nothing at all was open. The grocery stores were open. Um, that was like the fun part of the day was to go to the grocery store. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty intense, and that got really tough. You know, we'd practice in the morning, go home to the apartment all day, and then go back to practice at night and go back home. We'd have games on the weekends, um, home or away, but no fans at all. So it was uh, pretty tough, but I knew if I wanted to have a better opportunity this coming year that I had to do that. Um, so a lot of journaling, reading books, watching Netflix, and 
got through it and had a decent year, and I got back the end of March back here. So, and you just re-signed with that same team, right? I did. Yep. Nice. Yep. I'm going back to Heidelberg, um, Germany. They have a new coach this year, a whole new team of imports and professionals. Um, I'm the only one returning, so it will. It will be. I'm excited. It will be fun. Heidelberg is an awesome city. Very tourist, beautiful castle the bridge you know all that kind of stuff so i'm very very excited are you a history buff yes and no i am (laughs) but if it's to the point of reading a ton of books about it no but i do love you know going to historic sites and whatnot and reading i have to read all the signs and kind of know what's going on so i am i would say i am okay fallon frizzy our guest here jason walker show um it is. It was different because you, you. I guess playing in front of no fans. That's like going to like um, Idaho State or something or Idaho. I don't know. No, because Weber, yeah. Weber State. Weber State. Yeah, I was going to say Idaho and Idaho State were good. So uh, yeah, yeah, going to Weber or maybe Sac. I don't know. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not like playing in uh, in in Bozeman or Missoula. No, not at all. <laughs> how, how weird was that then? Um. Yeah, it was. Uh... An experience to say the least, especially for my first year. Um, really, you know, knowing what the pro experience is like, and if you are a good player, I guess, and you've put in the work and time, and you're committed to it, and of course, understanding that it's going to be different than college was, and understanding there'll be struggles in a different culture. But you know, I that was a part for me that I always wanted. I wanted that you know different culture experience and different way of life, and just seeing what life is like outside of the U.S. and um, for me, I just was so excited for all that, and I guess to be there with all of it shut down was was really tough. But um, like I said, this year I'm very hopeful that it will be an awesome experience with everything open and being able to do that, I guess, and get that real pro experience. You know, usually when you have you have two off weeks, a whole week and weekend during the year, they have their national team break. It's called so all the countries essentially have a week to practice with their national team before Christmas and after Christmas. And usually from all my friends who have played pro, that's usually when you get to, you know, go on a week long trip to Greece or Italy or, you know, go to a couple of different places, fight there cheap and just really get to explore all those different places. Um, I mean, if things were open, I'm sure we would have went to Paris a few times last year. So um, that's a big part of it too. You know, that's the, kind of reward, so to say, for putting in all the work all these years. And like I said, since I was young, my dream was to play overseas. So um, basketball, of course, but also just to be able to travel a little and see the world and just so blessed to be able to do that just through playing the game I love. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get the actual experience, but I'm so, so thankful to be able to play last year no matter how tough it was because, like I said, there was a lot of girls who – had to stay home that whole year, and I'm sure some of them kind of gave it up now. Um, so I'm very, very lucky. Uh, you had to work out on your own, which I guess was okay or no? Yeah, you know, it wasn't too bad um, for me, I guess. I've always been okay doing that stuff. When you have that month off from college, you know, college basketball in the summers or whatnot, they tell you to still work out and all that kind of stuff. I guess I've always enjoy doing that um you know in high school I we didn't have a way I came from a small school so we didn't have a weightlifting program at all so for me 
Um, it was a lot in high school of doing it all on my own lifting wise. Of course, cardio was fine with being a part of a team, but, um, you know, I had our, our principal when I was in high school, mainly he was really awesome. So my study hall, my whole sophomore, junior, senior year, my study hall break, he would come and I'd do lifting and he, you know, could coach football, played football. So, um, he kind of had a little understanding of it. So, uh, him and I would lift. So for me, that really started that discipline of being able to put that work in, I guess, on your own. And I've done that since a young age. So for me, it wasn't too hard of a transition where once again, girls come from big cities and go to college and you have all of these trainers and coaches pushing you and making you do stuff. So then when you can get to be on your own, it can be tough. But for me, it wasn't much of an issue. I kind of enjoy it, I guess. Um, except the running part now to get back in basketball. <laughs> I'm not quite enjoying that, but we'll get there. Um, I have to ask this. So did you overseas, were you able to go to a gym or were those closed too? That was crazy. So in Sweden, it was open and they required, we went three times a week minimum. So we had cards that we swiped, um, which was great. But then in Germany, it was not open. So that's the first time since I was probably, I don't even know, like really young, maybe even like fifth, sixth grade that I haven't lifted while playing basketball um just when I was younger you know we would do training stuff of course not heavy weight lifting but we would you know have a group of us girls that age would have a trainer I guess so to say that would take us through like circuits of jumping rope and you know little dumbbell kind of lifting so yeah that was really not to not of course <laughs> body weight workouts but I've never never played basketball without weight lifting at the same time so that was really interesting um Definitely could tell with just with like grip of the ball and rebounds and um, you know just explosiveness on post moves and things like that. It's crazy, you know. I could it wasn't dramatic, of course, but me for myself, I could definitely tell I didn't have as much power, um, which was really crazy. Like I, I said, to think back when I the last time I played without lifting at the same time, so that was an experience as well. That's interesting, <laughs> and it's a it's kind of a mental deal too, right? Well, for sure, yeah, especially going up against, you know, big, strong players and just thinking, like, oh, no, what if my strength is gone? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, you know, I had to just trust that I've put in enough work that my muscles would stay okay for about four months. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking to Fallon Frizzy here, our guest on the Jason Walker Show. Um, that's just, that. I mean, what was the food like? I mean, well, you didn't go out to eat, I guess, in Germany, so. <laughs> So actually a lot of people have asked me that, which is great, but you know, I never really had a super German meal. Of course, the German teammates would talk about stuff or explain stuff, but you know, it's nothing like too crazy. Even when I was in Sweden, I guess the food was, you know, in Sweden restaurants and all that, of course, you know, they had the Swedish meatballs, just meatballs kind of with like a, like a, I don't know if it's rice, but with something inside of them that's just different textured, you know, but it's nothing super crazy out of the norm, I would say. Um, schnitzel, but of course you can get fried chicken essentially anywhere in the States. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Sweden was pretty normal for food. Um, Germany though, like I, like you said, you know, I never got to go to a German restaurant. Um, I would say the one cool thing is they do their pizzas, which is really interesting. Same for Sweden. So they don't have, a, I'm sure they did have, you know, Domino's and stuff, but they're like fast food pizza places. Their dough is all like hand, 
made or hand, mm. um, like pulled and stuff. So their crust is all thin, but they don't call it thin crust. It's just like the natural, the normal crust to them. Um, and then their pizza toppings, they would have all this crazy stuff, a lot of salami instead of pepperoni. So they call salami pepperoni. So if you want like actual pepperoni, it's like different. <laughs> they would have like, they just have all these crazy lists of pizzas, but like every pizza place would have all this stuff. So it wasn't like it was just one place, you know, they'd have like fries on the pizza and always like a special sauce and um, things like that was like their normal would be comparison to us, you know, going to Domino's or Pizza Hut, stuff like that. So that was kind of cool, obviously way healthier, um, not as much grease and everything on it. And they would all, all be cooked in like that pizza oven, like a fire oven. So, that was one thing that was interesting, I guess, that was pretty consistent in both countries. But um, in Germany, of course, that was only for about a week. Restaurants opened up or to-go food places mm. got to open up and they shut back down again because the numbers were rising. So but I did get to try a pizza in Germany and it was very similar to the way it was in Sweden. So I would say maybe that was a food difference, but. Yeah, besides that, um, you know, grocery stores were normal. Everything obviously was in German. Um, some stuff in English, but, I mean, you can tell it's food. If you're in the, you know, like vegetable section, you can obviously tell what things are with sure. and fruits. And, um, of course, I had a translate app on my phone that you could just scan scan the words and it would tell you. So I actually enjoy going to the grocery stores. Well, the only thing to do, but, you know, just reading the labels and just kind of going through every aisle and looking at their stuff. I did that a few times for fun. So (laughs) (laughs) that was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. We're talking with Fallon Frizzy on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. A few final questions for you here, but um, how was the beer? Mm -hmm. Didn't get a try. Um, Of course, anything wasn't open, but the grocery stores did have, you know, they would sell canned beer and stuff. So did try it. Um, I'm not a huge beer drinker, but um, everyone always jokes, like, you're from North Dakota and you live in a small town. You don't even drink beer. It's like, well, I'll try it, but I don't love it. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, as they say, obviously very heavy, higher percentage, Mm. um, you know, to them. They always say, like, they were joke, like, oh, American beer. That's not beer, that's water. Mm. They all would think like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think there was a lot of really, really beautiful restaurants and patios and all this and that in Heidelberg where I was. Like I said, it's a very tourist, beautiful town, um, cobblestone streets that you can't drive on, all that stuff. But, of course, it was all closed down. So I'm very much so looking forward to that. The, you know, the team, the girls would tell me, like, this place is one of the best cities. It's not overpopulated, you know, like, Munich, you know, Berlin, things like that, but um, you still get that really beautiful Germany experience. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll try try to enjoy some of the beers they have there, I suppose, this coming year. <laughs> and they're warm. They drink it warm over there, which is yeah, disgusting. Yeah, they sell it warm. Um, the ones I bought would buy at the grocery store to try. My roommate and I would, I mean, she's from Europe. She was Slovakian, so... For her, it was normal, but I would always put mine in the fridge. I couldn't do it warm. I'm like, this is gross. I feel like I should be drinking this. Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, all right. So you get to go back over. Um, last year, though, did you play? Like, I know that like, WNBA players go over to Europe in the in the winter. Mm-hmm. They're off-season and play. Who, so who's the biggest star you played against? Or 
or have you yet because of the COVID? Yeah, so the Germany League, it's really cool. There's a few ex-WNBA players. There's no active players in the league I was in. Um, but there was a couple teams that had a girl or two that were former WNBA players. You know, they just had a one-year contract or didn't work out, got cut, things like that. Um, like I said, when the skill level was pretty different, it was it was pretty, you know, knowing. I mean, I didn't know a lot of that stuff. My teammates would tell me, oh, that girl has played in the WNBA. And, of course, then you look at the roster and you can find all that out. But um, I don't know names of them, but there was a few. The one really good team we played for, there was a girl who played for like eight years um, off the bench for a team. So um, that was really cool. But I actually, uh, Janelle McCarville played for Minnesota Gophers, and then she played for the Lynx for a while. So I knew her just through being young, watching the Gophers, going to Gopher camp for basketball, um, you know, going to the Lynx games all the time that we played basketball in the cities, knowing her. She played in Sweden. Um for Stockholm, a Stockholm team. So when we played them, that was that was like a 360 realization for me. Yeah, you know, she's she's pretty old. She's retired out of the WNBA, so um, she can still hold it down though on the court. That's for sure. Uh, just getting to play against her though is kind of crazy. Um, I just remember one of the first possessions. She just got a huge defensive rebound and was baseball pass, football pass straight down the court. Perfect for her point guard for a layup, and it was just like wow, that was perfect pass. <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> Start of the game. I think I remember telling her, like, wow, that was my best. You know, it was like 10-0. We were down at the time. They were they were the top team there in Sweden, but um, I actually did talk to her after the game, and it was really cool. You know, I just told her I watched you as a gopher and as a, when you played for the Lynx, and um, she was really encouraging. You know, she could just kind of tell the team and the team dynamic there in Sweden, and obviously that it wasn't a great fit for me and everything. So she was really encouraging. She was really awesome. Um, she's messaged me on social media, you know, throughout the whole situation. You know, she heard, of course, about our team when they were kicking us all off. And um, she was just really sweet messaging me throughout that. And then obviously when I signed in Germany, she would message me through here and there, you know, congrats and everything. So that was really awesome just because for me, that was somebody I watched when I was younger. So, that was really cool. Um, did you have you talked to like Peyton Ferris or, or Riley Nordgard or even Katie Bussey about you know thing like different ways to to explore Europe? Yeah, um, Peyton, I've talked to her on and off. I haven't talked to her recently. Um, I've not ever talked to Katie, which is awesome that she got the coaching job. So I really want to reconnect with her. That'd be fun. I really hope I can get to Bozeman. Um, per weekend before I go over to Europe, um, Coach Ben always messaged me, would love to see you before you go. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, Riley Norgard and I, we talked a ton um, after she was playing, while she was playing, while I was in college. She was she was actually my host my first time I went on a visit to Montana State when I was in mm-hmm. high school. Um, we played for the same club team out of South Dakota. Um, I switched towards the end of my summers. My last summer I went to a North Dakota AAU team from Fargo, but – I did. We played for the same club team in South Dakota. Um, I was, of course, on the younger team, so I kind of knew her name through that. And then we would scrimmage them, of course. And then um, when she played for Augustana, Augustana was recruiting me when I was in high school, so I knew her from then. And then when she went to Montana State, um, that was great. You know, I knew about it. And then when Montana State started recruiting me, it was just crazy. So yes, Riley and I are great friends. Pick up where we left off all the time. Cool. Um, she always joked that I was the only person that she was a host for 
that didn't sign at Montana State. And then when I transferred there, she always jokes now that she's still 100% on her hosting recruits. So <laughs> <laughs> That is perfect. I love it. Yeah. Um, so when yeah. are you going to come back to coach? I mean, you're going to play for a few years, and then you'll be yeah. on Coach Ben's roster too, right? <laughs> you know, I would love to. I think um, I'm pretty intense and very about details and fundamentals and you know, I've had a bunch of different coaches who have coached in ways I would never want to coach. And, you know, you realize yelling, come on, go harder. It's like, okay, well, like what, what am I doing wrong? The, the exact, you know, so for me, even when I help my little sister's team, I, I love it. I love the skill development side of stuff. But um, as much as I would love to coach, I have, I'm going to dental school to be a dentist when I'm done playing. So that's four more years of school. Um, that's been a dream of mine too since I was a high schooler. It's been the plan is to be a dentist and I job shadow, you know, I get all my hours and I absolutely love it. Every time I leave a dentist, I'm just happy. I just love it. <laughs> so we'll, Most people we'll don't say that. I know. I know. That's why everyone's like, you're so weird. And I was like, no, I just love it. It's just it's what I want to do. That's for sure. So, um, I'll just play. I, I say, I don't know how long I'll play if my body's healthy, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, given the circumstances of COVID and getting an actual European experience now, it'll be, you know, this will kind of be like my first year of really seeing what it's like. Um, and I'm going to assume I will absolutely love it. So, yeah. so um, we'll see if I'm healthy and if I can, I would, you know, just take it year by year and we'll see how long I end up playing. And then dental school for four more years after that is the plan for now, but I definitely can see myself coaching somehow, some way. You know, maybe I coach before I go to dental school. Um, kind of, we'll see. There's a lot of different things in my head. I'm like, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do that, you know. <laughs> well, you're still young, so you can do that. All right, right. When, yeah, does, so, uh, when do you head back to Heidelberg? Um, so practice August 23rd. So I think they're going to fly me out the 21st or so just because when you do fly there, you lose that day of travel because they're seven hours ahead of us. So. Mm. You know, if I leave on a Saturday morning, I would still get there like a Sunday afternoon. So, um, yeah, I think the 21st is what they talked about. Okay. So, practice the 23rd. So whenever they get me there before that. There you go. Uh, my son's in Germany right now uh, with the Army. So, really? yeah, I don't okay. I don't know where exactly, but probably, well, whatever base is there. Um, but, yeah, I'll have yeah, to I tell know. him to, to look you up uh, or look for yeah, your team. Yeah, Heidelberg actually used to have like a, a main base in Germany, but I think now it went back to Frankfurt. I might be wrong, but um, I know it was a super, super big base there in Heidelberg for a while, but now I think it's um, just like it's just Germany people, I guess, so to say. And then they changed it in all like the base into it's like an elementary school with some programs and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I do know that Heidelberg was a main spot for a while. Well, I know if he's, if he's close, I'll tell him to go watch you. <laughs> yeah, if we, if we can have fans this year, so that'll be yeah, fun. <laughs> that'll be good. Um, yeah. Hey, how's the weather out in in Devil's Lake? Pretty hot. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's the hot, humid, the sticky, wet, humidity, mm. humidity. Um, yesterday we rained a ton, which was great um, for farmers, of course. Sure. But um, it's been hot. It's in the nineties this week. The sun's been hot. It's been great. Well, at least you have the sun. We're we're uh, smoky here. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, 
Um, it's a beautiful mountains and <laughs> yeah, you don't get to see them right now out here. It's uh, it's kind of yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but stay stay uh stay uh, hydrated, will you? Yeah, absolutely. Sure will. Um, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah. I, we have to we'll have to figure out a time when you get over there. Um, we'll, we'll chat. I know it's a seven hour difference, so. Um, of course, but yeah. I look forward to uh, to following you because you're such a you're a cool person. So, I mean, you're a pretty oh, good basketball you. player, but I think you're kind of a cooler <laughs> person. Oh, well, thank you. Hey, uh, good luck and uh, safe travels, and we'll talk soon. That sounds good. Thank you. That is Fallon Frizzy joining us. That's what she said. Brought to you by Dinners Done Right, and uh, make sure you stop in at Dinners Done Right, the summer grilling package. Just 90 bucks will get you three family-sized meals that serves four to six people each. Calbee, uh, Calbee beef flank steak, uh, grilled Asian chicken, and Fiesta burgers. And you get six burgers with uh, the buns. And also, you get a free pot of s'mores with this. Dinner's done right. Also, edible cookie dough and home meals to go. Uh, you can get individual microwavable meals as well. So get into Dinner's Done Right. Proud sponsor of That's What She Said here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, quick break. Come right back. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. We'll, uh, on this day in history, the walk-off, tell you what's coming up tomorrow, get you set for the uh, for Wednesday, and more. Jason Walker Show. Coming right back. Hang on. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Listen to the Jason Walker Show anytime and anywhere. Download the Jason Walker Show on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. JasonWalkerShow.com uh, as well. 
then you can go see anything. Well, not anything, but well, show-related. <laughs> Major Mortgage Man Cave. Final segment on a Tuesday. Coming up tomorrow, we'll tell you what is on deck uh, coming up for tomorrow soon. Also, um, Thursday, next week, busy week too. So lots of on-location broadcasts with the Major Mortgage Man Cave. All right, let's get into uh, On This Day in History. It is, oh, uh, before we do that, I want to remind you, Montana Horses Magazine, all horses, all Montana. Montana Horses Magazine is packed with every wonderful, wow-worthy thing that you'll ever want to know about all things Montana horses. You're going to want to check it out. It's it's, it's awesome. Montana Horses Magazine. Check it out. All right, uh, let's see. On this day in history, it is brought to you by Big Sky Printwear. We print what you wear. It is uh, Tuesday, July 20th, National Fortune Cookie Day. It is Moon Day, Lollipop Day, 1858. On this date, a fee was charged for the first time ever to watch a baseball game. It was 50 cents, which in 1858 was a lot. Uh, 1876, first U.S. intercollegiate track meet was held. Princeton would win. It was held in Saratoga, New York. Uh, 1906, Brooklyn Superboz pitcher Mel Eason with a no-hitter. 1911, Smokey Joe Wood of Boston with a no-hitter. 1938, the International Olympic Committee awards Helsinki, Finland, the 1940 Summer Olympic Games after Tokyo withdraws. 1944, Nelson Potter of the Browns, Cleveland Browns, the first, uh, or St. Louis Browns, first pitcher suspended for throwing spitballs. 1858, Jim Bunning of Detroit with a no-hitter. 1965, Yankee pitcher Mel Stottlemyre with an inside-the-park grand slam. 1970, there was a no-hitter for the Dodgers. Bill Singer tossed it against the Phillies. Hank Aaron hit his final home run, 755th and last home run on this day in 1976. Dick Drago, uh, the Angels, was the pitcher. Trivia question there. 1980, at the Open Championship, Tom Watson wins the third of his five Open titles. Uh, let's see, 1960, USSR recovered two dogs, the first living organisms to return to space. On this date in 1969, the Apollo 11 lunar module carrying Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin lands on the surface of the moon. Aldrin and Armstrong would end up walking on the moon. Michael Collins remained in orbit in the lunar module. Uh, happy birthday today, 1919, Sir Edmund Hillary, the explorer and mountaineer, the first to get above, uh, uh, get on Mount, get, well, first to scale Mount Everest with uh, Tenzing Norgay. But Edmund Hillary, born in Auckland, New Zealand. It is uh, Natalie Wood's birthday today, 1938. She was born Natasha Gurdon. But uh, the actress, Rebel Without a Cause, West Side Story, uh, The Searchers with John Wayne, one of her better movies. Uh, she died in 1981. Uh, it is, uh, let's see, on this day, 1937, Guglielmo Marconi passed away, the inventor from Italy, electrical engineer. Basically invented radio and long-distance radio transmission. Won the Nobel in 1909, but he died in the state in 1937. 1973, Bruce Lee died at the age of 32. So, 
There you go. A little on this day in history. And brought to you by Big Sky Print, where we print what you wear. Sheila and the gang have over 35 years' experience. Okay, they know what they're doing when they're printing out shirts, hats, coats, whatever they need, whatever you need. But uh, make sure you get into Big Sky Printware and check them out because we recommend them here at the Jason Walker Show. Uh, let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. The uh, walk-off is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. And uh, it's where the big easy meets the big sky. And uh, stop in on Euclid and check them out. So this is cool. The Boulder Arrowhead Big Sky 11-12 softball team is uh, headed to California to begin uh, regionals on Sunday. That, this is after winning the Little League World Series regional or a statewide tournament. And uh, it is softball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the uh, all-star team will represent Montana in the West region in San Bernardino. There'll be teams there from Arizona, Hawaii, Oregon, Southern California, and Gillette, Wyoming. Other teams, Alaska, Nevada, Northern Cal, Utah, and Washington. The Big Sky, or Boulder Arrowhead Big Sky team, along with Nevada and Southern California, earned first-round buys. So uh, our, uh, our state team will play at 5 o'clock Mountain against the winner of the Oregon-Wyoming game. You can watch them on ESPN+. Plus. So there you go. All right. Uh, congratulations, then. By the way, speaking of uh, young ladies, this is super freaking cool. Tonight, uh, you can watch us on YouTube at the Orioles uh, website page. The first all-woman broadcast crew will call in a, a Major League Baseball game tonight. It'll be a Major League Baseball game of the week on YouTube. And it starts in about two minutes. Sarah Langs, Alana Rizzo, Lauren Gardner, Heidi Watney, and Melanie Newman. Melanie Newman's been on the show before, but uh, she's awesome, and so is Heidi Watney. Alana Rizzo did a pretty good job with the Rockies for a long time, the Dodgers too, and uh, Lauren Gardner and Sarah Langs are up-and-comers, but Heidi, uh, you, Heidi Watney usually hosts uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the MLB channel, Major League Baseball tonight, or the uh, whatever it's called, the, the wrap-up at the end of the night, so... That's very cool. Congratulations to those uh, those ladies. That is just awesome. And as you know, we support women in sports. So. Um, let's do this. Speaking of the walk-off, I got a great shirt today. Where's it at? Okay. It is my East Helena Vigilantes gear finally came, thanks to Coach Ridgeway. But uh, we're all in on East Helena. Go Vigilantes. They are uh, they're the Class A team to beat from now on. They are my East Helena Vigilantes. Can't wear, to wait, uh, wear, wear this with uh, pride. Hey, thanks to Fallon Frisby for stopping by today. Tomorrow, Lindsey Cruz will talk rodeo. Governor Greg Gianforte will talk uh, about the state of Montana and so much more. Join us 4 o'clock, won't you? Can't wait to see you. If you missed anything, go to jasonwalkershow.com. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Go Vigilantes. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.